Brian, I see that you're trying to go to another place. You don't want to be here right now, am I right? Not at all, mate. Not at yeah. all. Anywhere else. That could happen, but with a virtual private network. Oh, I thought you got me like a ticket to Barbados. No, that, that would be too expensive. Although the money that we make from I this... I thought you were going be, to Barbados. Yeah, then. but I've not paid for it yet. Uh, I need to wait for the Surfshark money to come through. These guys can take you anywhere in the world virtually. So say you want to go to America and watch Netflix over in America because the Americans are always going, oh, I've got amazing Netflix. Uh-huh. Like the Netflix here is incredible, babe. Bet you they get the good stuff. Bet they really do. They get like all the good. Raunchy. Anyway, the whole point is that I can take myself anywhere in the world to watch TV from anywhere else. And if I go somewhere else in the world and I want to watch, say, Match of the Day, you can't do that outside Oh, the yeah. So if you go to Barbados. Exactly. Still get it. I can still get it. That's me badass and not only that but it also keeps you safe when you're in public so if you're on say open public wi-fi you just put your vpn on it protects you a little bit more but not only that it doesn't only do it on your laptop it does it on your phone your tablet your pc in the corner it does it on any object that you have that is digital that you need to have a vpn on and are capable of having said VPN all on, on one account as well you all don't have to have account. separate accounts do you know the discount go on tell yeah. me 83%. 83% off. Not Ooh. only that, three months for free, but also they've got a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't like it in the first 30 days, boom, money back. Don't worry about it. See you later. Well, the first three months are free extra. Yeah. Wow. They are so convinced you're going to love this. Genuinely. I like the confidence. I love the confidence. I love Sexy. surfing. I love sharks. I love sexy people. That's why I like you. Anyway, all you got to do is use code Geordie and check out 83% off, three months for free, 30-day money-back guarantee, and so many more benefits from being on Surfshark. Go and take a look right now. Helps us out. It helps you out. And it's a great product. But for now, enjoy the podcast. Three dogs on the t-shirt, three dogs on the chest. Anywhere else you're going to experiment with this? Uh... No, I just like animals. My uh, my tattoo <laughs> theme is, is a little bit going for the word like jungle themed. Dogs in the jungle. Mm, I don't know. I'm Urban s- jungle sort of thing. They do have dogs in the jungle. The mighty jungle, where the lion sleeps tonight. Yeah, but you know they'll have chihuahuas, w- wild dogs, and stuff. right, wild dogs. Yeah, yeah, like wolves sort of thing. Yeah. I actually read an article about, about um, a woman who was savaged by pit bulls recently. Wow. And uh, she woke up, I think it was on TMZ. There's lots of stuff on she TMZ. She woke up on TMZ? Uh, no, it, the article was on, on TMZ. Basically, um, she woke up with her without any arms. Sorry, she was asleep for the whole experience? Or they she her and she, she passed out? She passed out. And right. then she, when she woke up in hospital, she had no arms. And, no, and also they ate into her colon. And yeah. uh, she had to be uh, resedated. What, as in when she woke up, they... They had to resedate her. Yeah, so it said uh, she had to be resedated after waking up from a coma to learn she no longer had arms or colon and perhaps something else. Dot dot dot. Lincoln bio. Sorry, what's the something else? So we talk, did the dogs basically eat her vagina? Do you think? Fuck me! What a way to start a podcast there. Pretty horrific, really. I mean, most dog owners are irresponsible enough to let their dog off a lead anyway, but then other people, like London, nobody cleans up the dog shit, really. That really annoys me. There's been just piles sitting around near my flat recently. That sort of stuff, I genuinely think, if you're responsible enough and you think you're responsible enough to get a dog, 
be responsible enough to pick up after them. There's, there's a lesson, kids. Um, dirty kids. I'm just looking at some of the other things on TMZ. Why do you read? You read a lot of trash, you know. Yeah, but it's it's more just I sort of glance over it. It's not right. like I'm taking an. Uh, it's not like the, I don't look at the Daily Mail or the you like. Know, it's the Economist. Yeah, I don't. I, I ignore them. It's TMZ just for like. It's like bullshit news. It never really bothers me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like. A Brit- British trans- transgender cyclist, Emily Bridges, says she's had to deactivate her social media to stop the targeted abuse. There has been a lot of abuse of transgender athletes recently because of is that. Is it abuse, though? Is it, is, no, I, I think, some people will be giving them abuse, and that is, that's, that's probably Well, true. I mean, that, that's just the internet, isn't it? Like, we're all getting abuse on the internet. That doesn't make you special. <laughs> no, I don't. I just mean like the one thing that the internet doesn't discriminate on is it will just ruin everyone. Anyone. Anyone yeah, and, and anyone who for any reason It, it doesn't matter how many something. years you've been winning, the minute you take an L, you're getting hammered for it. Yeah. I just got a message yesterday off some kid who said, um Yeah, you look you actually laughed. I remember I was <laughs> I was sitting at the computer getting re- getting the show ready and I just heard Brian go, huh. He 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 messaged me saying something like, um, I, I will be there for your downfall. Yeah. Um, some uh, Middle Eastern looking fella. And, um, <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm just going to call it. I was saying, yeah. you know I mean, no, look, to be fair, he did look he like he was from the Middle East. Yeah, I was laughing. And he was like, uh, something like, I'm, I'm glad you're not as successful as you used to be. I thought, you haven't seen my bank balance, pal, have you? Yeah. All my new cars. Yeah. <laughs> just just put yourself a Kia. But that's the thing is, once you, once you develop that level of thick skin, it just definitely have. it just bounces off me like you well, know what yeah I mean? you say that but I mean like a pool toy are you sure it bounces off you are you sure there's not like some sort of something in there that is impacted every time that someone says something nasty to I'm, you I fully admit like uh, a few years ago that definitely had you know at uh, your low low point yeah but I think because I was low mentally anyway leaves you open to yeah a bit like illness and you're, stuff like you're, that. yeah it's like yeah you're more likely to catch something else when you're already immune systems down do you right. know what I mean so yeah, whereas yeah. now I'm as strong as a fucking bull mentally. Like right. I feel, I feel pretty. You feel that way. Don't get me wrong. I have my low days, but that's that's down to what's going on with me. The internet doesn't impact me at all anymore. Apart from TMZ. Well, I mean, should we? Shall I look Absolutely. At, uh, what I've do got you a, think about a, transgender athletes? Listen. Because <laughs> uh, I, I heard what you said the other day about you hating them having penises and that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I hate I hate anyone who's got a penis, obviously. Obviously, I'm a, a cis white male. Um, I think that there should be a discussion around it because I don't think we quite understand what we're doing here. And I get the positive affirmation of anyone's identity, but I believe that in sport, there are, we need to look at how we do these rules. Well, I've, I've it's, got very clear by, it's very clear, I've, by the I've way. I've figured it out. Right. It's all right. I've already thought of it. Yeah? Okay. What have you thought? <laughs> the look in your worries eyes. me. <laughs> the look in Wait, your eyes. Where is this going? Hilarious. No, but I think we currently have... The Olympics. Yeah. We also have um, the Olympics for people who have uh, different uh, abilities. Abilities, different levels of abilities. Exactly. And different kinds of abilities. I think we need there something be a transgender else. Transgender category where people can compete, whether they've transitioned from female to male or male to female. Whatever they want, yeah. Right. Because, because the difference in na- like natural athleticism is so clear 
from someone who used to be a man and is now a woman sure. versus someone who's been a woman their whole life, it doesn't make it fair, much like if I just said to one of the greatest swimmers of all time, uh, pop them in the disabled swimming category and went, go on then. Yeah. You know, it doesn't make sense to do that. There's and a reason that you physically, there's a reason that sport physically discriminates. Well, it, 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 in it, a del- sense. it deliberately matches you up with people who are similar in ability to you. To so, make it interesting. Exactly. So take boxing, for example. There's a reason we have weight classes okay because we don't want an unfair matchup yeah i don't think it makes me discriminatory ksi doesn't want weight classes uh, yeah. ksi would definitely go against your, well, your no. views i think he's, he's recently rescinded some of the things he said about thor i like um, his i loved his confidence though i'll put it that I'm way rated, I, I rated the confidence very highly yeah i've never i've never seen someone more just blindly convinced i love could, that they could beat the hell out of the strongest man in the world yeah Cre- this is the thing right Right? Confidence takes you all over the world, bro. Absolutely. This and that it. motherfucker has got the most confidence ever. And that's what I love about him. And you know what? That I literally po- thought, I, I thought when he said that, I thought, I've got to ring Vidal and tell him to talk him out of this. <laughs> this is not a good idea. You know, the funny thing is, the Sidemen podcast is sneaky good. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's quite. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're the best podcast in the world. Best how, podcast in the world. I'll beat them all up. How, how was my. How it's was actually it? a really is good JJ. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's quite good. No, 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 no. Johnson. Sorry, we've um, interviewed him enough times to have a little bit of an no, it's, 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 he is. It, to be fair, I, my favorite bit of that whole clip was Harry like looking at his face going, going "He's what? gone. Yeah, he's yeah. fucked. He's You're gone." Because Harry's an old school fight fan, and he? he has God moments though, doesn't he? Where JJ sort of has the ultimate confidence, and I think that's probably gotten him in the ring with people like bro, Logan Paul and bro, gotten him to a How else do you achieve Paul? that in life without thinking you can do anything? Yeah, so exactly. I rate it. But Andy's back, back, back to back. To, I think I was onto something there. I think you were. Sorry, yeah. I didn't mean to. Boxing YouTuber. prove you rightfully group people in with people of their own size, strength, ability, and it's only fair. And that's man versus man. You don't put um, a lightweight in there with a heavyweight. You just don't do it. Because it's also not entertaining in the same way. And And, and also, you need a way for everyone to have their golden opportunity. And to be able to compete. And that's what we're doing right now is we're we're removing competition. And what we're, we're, like, for example, if it was just any if we had one world title and everyone had to fight for it you know if you're five foot seven you ain't ever winning a world title right. there's nothing for you yeah. you're getting fucking beat up do you know what i mean by I, big big guys and pro- and in many ways like <sighs> sport is agnostic to your personal lifestyle change like it doesn't need to it's not relevant your personal lifestyle change whether you choose to be a man or a woman it's not about that category no it's about the competition between all these people and and it being a fair competition and 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 that's where i feel sorry for example for some of these uh these ladies out here who've obviously been lifelong women dedicated their whole life to be some people by the way might feel like they've been a woman their whole life in a man's body but i get your point no i I just mean genetically speaking they have not had the advantages of having testosterone they were born that way yeah Yeah, right so their their bodies did not develop in the same physical way as as the people who were men transitioned into women uh, physically speaking yeah and and so they're like well much like a lightweight in a heavyweight boxing tournament. It will feel unfair. They're like, I'm fucked, yeah. Right. You know what I mean? I've got all the skills. I've done everything I was supposed to do. I just want a fair playground. Well, there have there have been some instances where people have transitioned over from one uh, gender or sex to another, right? And they've gone from being very much, not average, but middle of their class in, say, a men's sport to 
top of their class. Well, let's let's be honest. And that that truck that there's did no, there's, me. No, there's, there's no women going from women to men, and all of a sudden going. I think I'm going to take on Eddie Hall in the weightlifting. Sure. It's not happening. Right? There's some impressive it's, female weightlifters out there. Amazing, but amazing. They're but, not but, but men with Eddie. physiologically. People who were born a man are at an advantage in every single physical competition against a woman. Because Especially, we're just yeah. bigger, stronger, faster. You, in, you ever seen general. the relays? You ever seen the relays where they do mixed, mixed gender relays? Fucking hell, right? You can have a man pick up the baton from a woman and the other woman can be right the way around the track and he'll catch her up, overtake her, and make them look slow as fuck. And these are amazing female runners. The The difference between an elite-level male and elite-level woman, as Serena Williams has commented on, she's like, if you put me in with the men, I would get, I'd be last, I'd, I'd be beaten, six love, six love, I'd be out against, like, bottom-of-the-run male tennis players she, because I don't have a physical strength to compete with these guys. Right. It's just not fair. But she is, she's also talking in the sense of the best woman against the best men. No, no. She, she, yeah. she would very much beat the average man. Yeah, if you turned up to the court, pro- you're getting smoked. Well, but, I'm but, actually all but right I'm talking, yeah, I'm talking about any pro tennis player. What she said is... I could have made it. it the, the top 500 men are all beating her. That's not... that that she She's aware of that. And this is not a slant on her. No. She is the greatest... One of the greatest, the greatest athletes tennis players ever. Time. Yeah. And, and I don't... I, but I don't compare her to men because I've, I've got the sort of sensibility to look and go, she is a great female tennis player and right. I can still compare, I can still look at that as a great achievement. I don't need to put her in there with the men to prove how good she is. Yeah, and it's also, mental. she's also made her body so that she would compete in a female tournament because she was given those set of rules before in her life. So yeah. then she went, I'll make my body so it suits these rules. Sculpted so three, it. so beautiful yeah, and powerful. It is a beautiful, powerful, have you seen King Richard, the film? Uh, I haven't. No, um, he won. I I deliberately uh, avoided Avoided it, it. knowing he's an abuser of uh, comedians. Um, Yeah, I'm I'm sort of big on comedians. Um, Right. I've always had. I've always fancied uh, Serena. But I get your point about having your own category of transgender athletes. I think that. What's what's the harm? It just removes the argument immediately and goes. If this is the way the world's going, and we have to adapt things and change things, which is a good thing sometimes. Then then do it. You know what I mean. But but right now you've got women who are like lifelong athletes going like, fucking hell. Physiologically, someone with male characteristics can now compete against me. But this is part fucking of, mad. this is part of what I feel. I hope is, we're not offending anyone out there. Well, the the deli- it's not, it, it's not so much saying that you don't have a say or you don't have, a, you don't have equity in sport or you're not welcome in sport or that if I turned up at a tennis court and a transgender woman said to me, hey, do you want to play some tennis? I go, sorry, I'm not the same gender as you. I don't play tennis with this lot. Like, I'd go, yeah, of course, let's pick up some rackets and see who's better. Would would it have been... They would have transitioned from male to female. and Right, so technically... It would be into... It would be be, fair, sort of. See, I'm doing Ramadan again. Good old uh, Ramadan. With the family. (laughs) Good old Ramadan, as they say. Yeah. Fasting for 30 days. Could you do that? So, so let me just r- remind myself. Just yeah, because obviously you're what, not up on the so Islam what, rules. Yeah, the, which is fine because you're not one of them. Definitely not. It's like it's like you saying to them, "Hey, you up on the old atheist rules?" I'm not sure. I'm they not would an be. atheist, really. No, but the old agnostic but rules or whatever. Spiritual. You know? What are you? Just on some obscure shit. You know what I mean? I'm I'm, wow. on, I'm on some. You're not really worked it out. That's for, fair for the vibes. So, but tell me that. Tell you... Tell me what time you can start eating and what time you have to finish eating by. So. 
the way it works is you can you, you're not allowed to eat from sunrise to sunset so what time's that roughly uh roughly so about 5 a.m until 8 p.m you can't eat can't eat or drink so i can't do that right now thanks for that I can't do that. That's mad, that, though. I think... Uh, uh, no offence. You know, no not... offence to anyone. It's mad to a lot of people who I don't think have heard of the concept. No, right? I, I, so... I, I just think some people are cheating. I bet you they are. <laughs> yeah. I bet you do. Well, some people take days off. Like, if you... I mean, what, what's the point, then? You're either going to do that or you're not going to do it, but that's how I live like life. 30 days. Yeah. Like... Right. You're either all in or all out. Well, yeah, just... You, you make know, a great Muslim. No, but don't... Come on, bro. Convert. What's your problem? Don't bang on. You're not even one of them either. You just. I'm do not it. one of them either. You're right. But You're I've just got doing a... it for the brownie points or whatever. <laughs> do you think that? I don't know why. You know when I first started doing it, did you go? You're just doing it because you want to. You know, you want to impress your woman. There, there's no doubt in my mind that there a percentage of your decision to when do so. When I first so. started doing it. Of course, man. Sure. You're, you're only yeah, a bloke. Yeah. I'm open-minded. You know? Well, you're you're an atheist for a start. So agnostic I'm... atheist, but yeah, sure. I'm I'm in some funky shit so no I mean? you've 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 always been a staunch atheist as I long do as ayahuasca I'm, though but the point i'm making more so is there was a few things that went through my head uh, what? so what did you think when i first because <laughs> so so it's like because you hadn't really been in contact all, like, with any muslims at that time she must be fucking amazing in bed for this shit i tell you sure. but then it's like uh, no no offense you know flu you we love you and all of that we love but you. you're gorgeous i just thought it must have something to do with that. Sure. Uh, but also, I just thought... You were wrong. God, it was love. I, so. I just thought he will do fucking anything, won't he, for fucking love. This right, guy's fucking love, insane. Yeah, it's um, use that word. And then um, I remember seeing you coming in to work looking noticeably disheveled. Disheveled? <laughs> like, because you're not... At the time, actually, I think when you first did it, you were, you felt out of shape. Yeah, right. And I remember there was an inkling in your head of like, this is a good way to give myself some discipline. And you, but this is the thing, you went a bit mental. I, I think you, your mental health wasn't great at the time. Right. And you started running during the day as well, almost yeah. to, to compile the misery of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. there was a bit of me that was like, what is he doing? He's fucking lost is he got it. anorexia? Like, he, not anorexia, but like, I just thought, this guy's just like, I just need to let him work this out. I, re- I, d- yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah. what the yeah, fuck's there's, going on. There's points where you go, should I ask him if he's all right? Yeah, probably is he best all right. Not to. Is yeah. he all right? Yeah, he um, looks all right. No, but you didn't though. That was the, that was the thing. Like, <laughs> like I just remember thinking, like, I think he's pushing this a bit hard. I was definitely pushing it hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. it, it, it I was, quite enjoyed that. It, yeah, I, I could tell that you, you like a challenge, and and. Um, yeah, there was a bit of there was a lot going on for you, and I didn't really understand it. And in my head, I'm like, at that time, I was probably eating more than I'd eaten as well. So, you're so like, we were opposite. Yeah, I was really getting fat at that point. So there, there was a lot going through my head. On a, on a, the fact that there's this is a part of a religion. Like I understand that religions, all of them do strange things to people who aren't in that religion. Yeah, like everyone else's religion is funky and weird to people. So, so yeah. it's just you can't see that your religion is funky e- e- and weird. Exactly, yeah, yeah. exactly. So, like, you know, there's all sorts of weird traditions that people have. So this isn't me singling out one. I just think they're all a bit odd, obviously. Uh, everything looks funky to other humans. Like, everyone in the world thinks that other Cultures humans are weird. Yeah, yeah, culture is right. weird. So, is in any place. Yeah, so 
But in my head, I was like, I just don't think, to quote Chris Rock, yeah. that on Judgment Day, my diet's going to come into question. <laughs> like, I, I, I think the way I treat people and, and the purity of my heart, if said heaven did exist, is what it would be judged on. Not, did you do your fasting? Did you do your Ramadans? Oh, you had a ham sandwich there, so we're going to have to... But you shouldn't have had the ham sandwich um, in Ramadan. So, yeah. That's, the, that's almost like double rule break. Yeah, but exactly. I mean? That's what I'm saying. So, the, it does seem silly, but um, that's not me trying to offend anyone because I know it's something people are passionate about. Yeah. We really, I'm really chancing it on this one, aren't no, I? Be, no, because the, the thing is... Tran, that, transsexuals, Muslims, we're going out. Women. We're going we'll for it. Women if you're a, a transsexual Muslim woman... <laughs> good I, luck with your lifestyle because I'm pretty sure there's some people out there within your own religion who ain't feeling good about you. Yeah, but... Um, but others who feel great, so, you know. But the, I just mean, like, you know, I know that this is a semi-sensitive... But I do hope that people who are watching this who are practicing uh, Ramadan don't take this as a, an insult. It's just like we've said. It's it's to me as someone who's never fasted a day in his life. Clearly, uh, it's a bit weird. However, I am getting frustrated with my diet, and I am. I was asking you about it the other day, not not uh, to go and convert to Islam, but uh, to look at fasting. Um, <laughs> Although you got the beard. As a, yeah, well, no. <laughs> they're halfway beard, there, Their beards are different, though. They shape them completely differently. Right, okay. They seem to cut all of this off and leave it, like... A lot there. Although there's a few people who've got full beards. Why, why did they do I that? don't know. I, I'm just doing the Ramadan thing. Well, can not you not... Any further. Come yeah. on. I in for a penny, in, in for a pound. I'll get the rule book and I'll let you know. In for a penny, in for a... Yeah, well, no. Uh, in for a... Call yourself a... Yeah. What are you? In for a shackle, out for a pound. Yeah. Um, I I do it for uh, health reasons, first of all. Like, I genuinely started to feel the health benefits of fasting. Health benefits of fasting. Yeah, so... So you're depriving yourself of stuff, but it's benefiting you. Well... I'm interested. Well, obviously, uh, this is an alien concept to you. Um, <laughs> I, I, when you fast, your body does begin to... Uh, naturally go through certain cycles of things and but you have to fast for a certain amount of time depression to, to anxiety, depression, anxiety. <laughs> yeah i'm going through all that shit right now um you tweeted about something like uh mental clarity on day three yeah, on yeah day every three. time i've done it um uh, i'll by day three you begin to feel a form of mental clarity that is not about what, what like, is can you explain what you're what of experiencing there so it's yeah so it's not about and at what point in the day and when, when you say mental clarity what what does that mean right because I think a lot of people a few people went oh you're so pretentious what you're tweeting and I did read it back and think I agree but it did it, I, go on god you're being honest today aren't you I read it and I thought <laughs> you went you fucking this is just such a like by what? the way everyone I'm doing I'm Ramadan, doing Ramadan. <laughs> <laughs> I did I said that to Flew I went I tweeted it and she went first of all you've broken the rule and I was like what she went you're not meant to advertise it that you're doing any of this you're hashtag ad yeah hashtag ad so yeah I think the SEC are going to be after me for this this is fucked oi mate no, no fucking advertising I've done enough of that over no, the no, years yeah genuinely but I did um, so day one and two you're a little bit not foggy but like sometimes you get very hungry sometimes you get very thirsty sometimes you get very tired and by day three it seems that your body has like processed a lot of that so it's almost like a not a hangover feeling but like um, it, there's this always this weird feeling and it comes in waves around your body about you get hungry here or you get hungry in your head or you're hungry in weird ways and then by day three there's a weird sort of I can only describe it as like mental clarity, which is not about words. It's not about, you can't get more words out. You can't think in a clearer way to get your work done. 
but you feel different. Well, you it. feel like you can concentrate easier. There are parts of concentration you can, and also I only have one reference for this, and it's when I tried keto. Right, and did that work for you? So I remember feeling early on mm-hmm. like hell, mm-hmm. and then once the hell subsided. I did kind of feel like, oh, I'm, I'm getting used to this and I'm coming into some sort of zone right now. Mm-hmm. I thought, and this may be right or wrong, that it was because I felt so shit initially right. that when I finally came back to feeling okay, my brain was going, wow, this is amazing. But it was just amazing in comparison to the hell I'd been feeling because I was starving. Is that true? Or, no, or do I you think you actually had some real clarity. I, no, I, I, I'm, honestly, I've got no idea. But I, in my head, I was like, is this just an elastic band effect on my brain where my right. brain's going, wow, we feel great now, but we, we maybe we didn't. Maybe you tricked yourself. I'm saying we, as yeah. in me and my mind talking, yeah, you, having a conversation. <laughs> We're a team up here, aren't we, guys? Go team! How many of us are that other Oh, he fucked that right up. What, he should have done that. Why are you fasting? Because obviously you're you're not... um, Muslim. But, you know, your missus is and all of that, but you don't have to do it, so why bother? No, I get it. But you know when we had Russell Brand on the podcast not long ago and he was talking about how different religions all have very similar ideas in them. So, you know, Christianity has Lent where you give something up. I think this Ramadan is similar to Lent in a sense, mm-hmm. where they sort of, and I'm not saying they are the same thing, they're not. Why do they celebrate the it so much? Because I see it's a, it's it, about, Eid Murabak all over the uh, Twitter. Well, Eid is huge, obviously. And is that the big celebration at yeah, the end? Yeah, at the end, yeah. yeah. And it, uh, obviously, in this time, you're meant to pray five times a day. So, so what know, do you do when that's happening? Sometimes I'll meditate at the same time that uh, Flu says they're meant to pray. So I won't pray, but I'll just take so some time So she clocks on and you go in the other room and clock on in your own way. Exactly, yeah. No, but you said Russell Brand says that. So that- I was talking about, so that was more like, I don't believe in, I don't believe in the God that Christianity lays out or the God that Islam lays out right now. I don't believe that way. I don't feel that, you know? But what I do feel is there are common human experiences that people have experienced in their life that you can give some credence to. And people throughout... What, what do you every, mean by credence? Give some weight to it. So throughout the age, people have said, like, this civilization, these people fasted, or these people would fast for this amount of time, or fasting in this way is good for you. So I believe that in some sense there is an element of truth or like a kernel of truth in the fasting, and there is an importance in it. And if you do it for 30 days... and the, So when I first thought of this, I went, if I do it for 30 days, I'll see what the impact is. So after the 30 days, I kind of felt like a reset in my body. I felt that you know, all the bad habits that I worked up of like, but get, you know, getting pizza or getting burgers every day or, and you and I, like, we want convenience. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You and I often go, should we just get Burger King or whatever it is? And I found after the 30 days, I felt calmer in a sense, probably because I've been meditating, but also I'd dropped a lot of the bad habits because I couldn't do them during the day. I couldn't go and get coffee whenever I felt like it. I couldn't go and get a burger or a bad piece of, but food whenever I wanted it. The what? It stops those habits. What else is there though? So there is something else and I can't remember what it's called, but there is another article. Let me find it on Twitter. This, the the, the this reason I bring that up is because from memory, yeah. you did pick a lot of those bad habits back up immediately. Like what? Well, coffee and pizza, isn't that? No, no, but what I mean is, so I don't <laughs> drink nearly as much coffee as I do in, um, as I did before. Oh really? Not nearly as much. Like I would, I would be on like three or four coffees a day. That's a lot of coffee. Fasting for health, longevity. No Nobel Prize winning research on cell aging. Japanese cell biologist. 
I'm not even going to attempt this name, won the Nobel Peace Prize for Medicine in 2016 for his research on how cells recycle and renew their content, a process called auto... I want to say phagy. Autophagy? Autophagy? Um, Fasting activates autophagy. Maybe it's autophagy? I don't know how to say Um, (laughs) Anyway, which helps slow down the aging process and has positive impact on cell renewal. His work was studied uh, in yeast. So not in the human body, but in yeast. So it worked on yeast? Yeah. It works on me. All I'm or saying is... Not. It, it might make, be bullshit. It also... I had a bit of a problem with my stomach where for a little while I, I was like... I feel like I had like... Not IBS, but like if I ate anything bad, I'd just be like, oh, this doesn't make me feel good. I fasted. Indian food. <laughs> no, it was more like I had a lot of like just meats for that time, right? And it made me feel better. Now that you're doing this and, you know... It's for Allah and all of that. But it isn't on my behalf, but it is for her. I'm trying to understand what she's thinking and what her and what our family think. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, we're raising my son Muslim. Like, obviously, he'll have critical thinking skills that I believe some religious people skip over. But um, <laughs> with you pointing them out every step going, of the way. Yeah, with that in the But he will. Is that not going to come as a bit of a conflict within the family, though? Because obviously, um, you're. Your your Mrs. Family are oh, Muslim, yeah. full All full believers. Full blown. I nearly said full blown. Full blown Muslim. <laughs> so you're full, you've got full blown Islam, haven't you? Yeah. Full blown. Islam. Full blown. Full blown. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. You're full blown Muslim. <laughs> oh, that was a genuine Christian? Freudian slip. No. No. So so naturally, in any religion, and mm. I'll just keep it as, as vague as possible because I think this stands for all of them. The idea is that they're you, right. You you believe it word for word. It is what it is. And Absolutely. That, you know, and I know a lot of people try to go, oh, there's metaphors in there. But that that to me is when people are trying to sort of pick and choose what they... Really? Yeah. Like, you're, you're, don't get me wrong. I think it makes sense that some of the texts and the scriptures will be metaphorical. You're saying the world didn't flood? Well, I, I believe that's actually one of the things that they got right. It did happen, but it's not in the way... Like, he didn't build the boat and keep all the people. No, but there there were people who survived the flood due to... A big boat. Or, you know... Uh, but there's actually physical evidence. I think Jack could have got on the door, though. There's There's physical evidence out there where people have done their research... And actually, I'd love to get someone on the podcast about this, that where uh, like the the great cataclysms that the Earth went through, yeah, and how civilizations were basically lost, and now, yeah. you know, things like the pyramids allegedly uh, were there long before the Egyptians were even. But you know how true that is, I don't know. But anyway, going back to it, like to me, if you are going to be again in for a penny in for a pound, right? If you're religious, to me. Like, if you want to say, yeah, I believe in a God, like, uh, don't get me wrong, anyone can do whatever they want, but I don't understand it as much when people sort of um, look at religion like a buffet, like they go, well, I'll have some of that. I'll pick a little here, but I'll still have the pork. Like, but like, to me, it's like, well, I'll sleep with a thousand people, but as long as I don't (sighs) eat pork, I'm definitely adhering to the religion. Whereas me... I'll eat a pig's ass if they cook it right. Right, okay, yeah. Um, And that's part of sleeping with them. uh, Um, So, yeah, to me, it's going to be tricky because you've obviously got people around your little one who want to teach them the the ways 
of the force yeah. and uh, you are on the dark side essentially you are atheist in some senses oh well, you, you're atheist which is yeah. completely in opposition with that and that it, it's quite interesting how you approach it because I don't know I'm sure there's other people going through a similar situation you always need there. to discuss that so you know you being you in your head mm-hmm. you critically evaluate everything and there are let's be real some stories in all religious texts that do sound bonkers yeah and it's going to be difficult for you to sit by and go yeah but that's that's right or that's wrong but, yeah yeah because what if he turns to you and goes daddy daddy is that true uh, you know in did the, the snake really s- talk no for example yeah. if it was the bible you i know? get that but then well, I, how, how do you deal with that though because that's a good question you kind of have to have something prepared, I guess. It's like when a kid, a kid asks you how Why babies are blue. made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, where babies are made. You kind yeah. of have to have something in the it, back of your head where you're like, uh... But it's actually very similar to explaining, um, like, the facts of life. And sex is a fact of life, right? Of, to a child. Talk to your Uncle Brian. Yeah. <laughs> and now, that would be one of my last pieces of advice. <laughs> you know, when, when I was younger, like, my mum was a, a sexual health worker, uh-huh. and, like, she was very open with me from being quite young about, like, what the fact of life is about sex. And, like, you know, we talked about gay people and lesbians and, like, what those people do and, like, all these kind of things. That's not really... From quite a young age. From, like, four or five. But if that... So, so I knew about the facts of sex, so, so, but obviously so, I didn't know about t- the practicality of sex, and I didn't know why. Like at a four or five year old, you don't go, "Oh, you're doing it for pleasure," and then as you get older, you realise like obviously sex is also about pleasure. For some this people. is quite fascinating to me yeah. because you obviously come at things from a very from the day I met you, you've never been a religious person. Yeah, you've always come at things from a very logical and factual, scientific approach. Mm. And then obviously, let's say you have a, a, a naturally your kid is going to have a, a a questioning personality like he's going to want to know everything yeah i can already say that in him you know what i mean i can already say that yeah so he's going to be asking certain questions now there's going to be the answer that comes from a a muslim family yeah and then there's going to be what his dad thinks yeah naturally they're not going to align all the time right that's going to be an because it's tricky that isn't it it's a tricky one to um you know if he says like is it wrong to be gay? gay Right, that's and, a tricky answer. That, and a lot it? of con- and a lot of what I would term conservative Muslims would say, yeah, it's wrong. It's it's not wrong, but it is wrong. In but, that but, sense. and a few I, people I have a great way of skirting what, it. Yeah, but I get what you mean. Like there are a few things in there which made me uncomfortable. Uh-huh. Uh For instance, like how some homosexual people are treated. But very often, and the more I read into it, the more I realised um, how my approach, whilst it felt logical was to some extent close-minded to what um, other people believe the way that other people think and feel and the, what they believe and yeah. the fact that I hadn't lived in those places had probably impacted what my my approach was so for instance I come from a Christian society which is quite different to what a Muslim society would raise me as right and so in looking into it and obviously talking to Flu at, at length our, our rule from day one was it only matters what mum and dad says and if mum and dad say um <laughs> this person here you know uh, obviously people from outside the family will be able to influence people but essentially mum and dad are the people who get to decide what is taught in the house sort of thing do you know what I mean there aren't grandparents that get to say well you know maybe you try this or maybe you try that and there aren't aunties or uncles from either side who get to go 
you know, well, actually, it's this way. It's sort of like uh, mum and dad get to decide. And I get that's not actually what you're asking. Like, you're saying at odds is atheism and religion, right? Yeah, and that, and that that's the, the, the tricky thing is like, I guess you guys are going to have to decide prior to some of those questions, maybe. Oh, no, what the, 100%. What the, yeah. what the sort of stance is, isn't it? And that's kind of where I can, like, I can, there are two things I can um, compare it to. First of all, sex, and then politics. So, you know, when you're younger, like, especially when I was younger, I went to a very liberal left university, right? And I was all like, yeah, socialism. Like, socialism is the way, like, maybe even communism is the way. Like, I never said that, but there are a lot of people around me who are like, yeah, I think sharing things out in this very equal way with the way... But then as you get older and you become more experienced and your mind changes from being like this kind of extreme political mind, which I was definitely like atheist through and through. And instead of going down the route of going, so are my rules or your rules right? I kind of realized that was a bit of a mugs game for me. Like I was, I was watching a lot of debates online and I was trying to like work out what Islam meant to me because obviously my wife is Muslim and my son in, in that way is Muslim as well. And I was like, I realized the more I looked into it, I was like, all these people are talking about rules and their interpretation of them. I was like, whatever I tell him, it's going to be his idea in the end of what he thinks of these things. I can have this idea of what I want my son to be. And I can have this idea of he will grow up to be a footballer and he'll grow up or he'll grow up to be a doctor. But like, he's going to shape his own mind and he'll take a lot from me. But I'd hope that the critical skills that I teach him would allow him to go, well, I don't agree with this, that this says in this religion, like I I believe what, what, God's going to love people no matter what. And this, without so. getting too personal, because obviously I don't want to, uh, you know, I respect you guys and what, whatever you want to do is up to you, but it's 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 more um, interesting, this sort of thing. Because it is I'm, interesting. I'm, I imagine I'm, a lot of people have got this. I'm, and it I'm sure a lot Islam, more. It would be yeah. Christianity. Like some people going, well, I don't want to baptize my kid. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's going to become more and more, uh, you know, with the way London is, for example, it's so multicultural. It's going to be, I'm sure lots of people are having this sort of, uh, situation. One of the nicest moments and one thing that really took me over the edge was I'd never really spoken to my grandma about religion um, for for a long time because when I was a kid, I was very staunchly like atheist, right? And I was like, oh God, you know, God is so silly. Like that idea of God is, I never saw the the other benefits of God, if that makes sense. So I never thought, I'm not talking in a literal sense, I'm talking in the allegorical sense or like the the sense of things not being literal. And I was quite dismissive. And then my grandma was pretty much on her deathbed for like three years. You know this. I'd always go and see her like on any weekend I could. I'd like snatch a day here and there. I just want to say, just to paint this picture for people, Lawrence is the greatest grandson of all time. Right. Your dedication to her, fuck me, it was unbelievable, bro. I'm actually like... Emotional, oh, yeah. yeah. I remember every week after you, because Lawrence phoned me when he found out, and I remember thinking, "Yeah, I was crying on the phone to oh, you." Mate, I, I'll never forget that. Like, we, I'll actually never forget it. And it was actually like, yeah, like it was so hard, mm. you know. And then, uh, what do I say? So, God bless her, Nina. Oh, that was fucking brutal, that, mate, honestly. She was sitting with flu, mm. and um, they went uh, down that, like, religious path. Mm. And obviously my grandma was Christian. She was going to die at some point. And she said, like, um, 
you're Muslim, right? And Flew was like, yeah, do you think that's a problem? And she was like, absolutely not. Like the opposite of that. Like, I think we're all going to the same place anyway. Uh-huh. You and I at least are going in a similar direction. Yeah. And I was like... That's a lovely moment though, for them. Yeah, right? And like, I was sat there as the atheist in the room being like, Fuck, I'm the idiot here. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm the one that's not seeing what's going on. And yeah. that was like an interesting point for me because I started to go okay, your rules are getting in the way of you making meaningful relationships with uh, other people. Connections with them and that, yeah. And I knew at that point that I, something had to change in me and that something I had to reflect on my own approach to other people. Yeah. And it was even like my own grandma. I was like, I thought when she was dying, I was like, oh, I know everything about you and like, I know about your whole life. Like, but we went so far into our, her life story and how I felt about flu, being married, all these things, because she wanted to cover everything before she died yeah and sorry bro no yeah like it's emotional but like it's in a good way it's lovely do you know what I mean yeah. and with that that taught me so many lessons that I couldn't and how arrogant I probably was or not arrogant but like I just I didn't have that other perspective to know I learned so much from her in a very short space of time that it changed my it changed my life in that yeah. sense and it changed how i then started to treat my marriage my like approach to flu and her, her religion and i'd been fasting before that and i'd like tried to understand it but it opened up this whole new sense and i get like people are like, oh i've had a revelation in my life i'm not talking about that yeah. i'm just talking about it it was just an, a, a different perspective and it felt like a turning point in that sense it just made a big difference to me. And I stopped thinking of myself as like, you're the atheist, she's the Muslim, you two won't understand each other. Because we also realized like, that's not going to make a healthy house for our own son. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. we're not going to be in a good place. Yeah. And that that is now my approach. And I'm probably not at the end here. Oh no. But uh, it it's made it way more interesting. And I've read so much interesting stuff. And I'm probably... You know what? It probably makes me a more boring podcast because all my answers now are more like, yeah, but I don't really know. But yeah. Actually, a podcast you can't like, especially modern podcasts. People take a position and then go, "Here's my staunch position on X." Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it makes me a boring podcast. That's why I love that Russell Brand podcast because so many times you and I were sat there just going, "We have no idea how to follow up to this." Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it was more questions than answers, but I think then then that's when you know you're being more truthful. Right. I think yeah. people who do speak in absolutes. You know, unless it's about, you know, we debate football and things like that, where you've got stats and all of that, and it's part of the show to have a bit of fun with it and take a position sometimes. But but even then, at the end, essentially, you're both sort of going down that same. Well, you're literally trying thing. to predict the future and yeah. never coming out with an absolute answer. And that's what's funny about it, right? You know, in football, um, there is that element of well, you've either got to be right or wrong. At some point, like you realize, actually, it, the fun is in the conversation you're having, not in the answer that you get. Like people watch the kickoff not because they go I want you to defend Ronaldo staunchly but they like to watch you think, debate Ronaldo and they yeah. like the circus I mean, that I, is I, or I, Messi or whoever I think some some do I think some do literally believe in a, in, in the absolutes of he's right he's wrong he's think? great he's terrible yeah because I've read the comments yeah, ages <laughs> ago about it. and it was a bit like that you know what I mean but that's why you know when I, I had my whole episode earlier in the year um, or last year I was I had gone through all that process of and uh, I had so much reflection on myself I didn't want to argue with people about me I was just like yeah think what you want sort of thing like I'm I know I don't need to argue with you 
about life or or, you're gonna, or who you are as intentionally right you're yeah. gonna think about what you think and well, you're gonna believe that yeah. and no matter how much i tell you my god is real you're gonna believe that your god is real as well uh-huh. and at that point their god was you're a terrible person and you're awful and uh-huh. you deserve never to be on the internet again we should just well probably correct but you know i'm glad we've grown up like I'm, I'm glad we're growing up. Yeah, like, like there's, I, I, you know, the podcast we we did two years ago where we probably went. I'm glad we've grown up. We probably look back on that now and go, I'm glad I've grown up since then. Yeah, but uh, I mean, look, the, the, it never stops, does it? But what I mean is, is I think that that mentality of um, cancellation and 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 just speaking in absolutes and you know, one person's good, one person's bad, right and wrong, or like it's never the smart way to go. Um, you never like, and I think we've always to be yeah. fair I, I think we've always known that to a degree it's just in comedy which is what we often try and do saying something that's outrageous and, and like utter fact and also taking a position is funny sometimes yeah but like, like, yeah. I, like I, some of my favourite comedians say that deliberately that they agree with terrible things for comedic effect and I think uh, unfortunately you can so easily misrepresent that. Um, and uh, that's what I think happens with religion a lot. Like that's been my experience is there's a lot of things I think in a lot of these books, which they sort of went, well, there's no way anyone's going to believe that is literal, but they'll understand the meaning of the story. And then 2000 years later, there's people on speaker's corner going, absolutely. This thing is the absolute thing that I'm basing my whole life on. And you're I, like, bro, what? I've seen someone in, in London doing that the other day. And I just felt like, what happened, bro? What happened to your life to end up on a fucking corner shouting out like a fucking lunatic? Right, like, these guys were babies once. They, these guys were kids once as well. Like, they had so much hope and so much happiness. And now they're on a corner going, and you will burn in hell! And you're like, literally. I don't think you're changing anyone's mind li- on this li- corner. Literally. I think you're, what they think is they're doing their bit so they can definitely get into heaven. I think that's right. what they're thinking is, like, if I do this... <laughs> Rubber stamp it. I know there's millions upon millions of people who are in religions, but what I mean is the strength of religion is on the down because Absolutely, yeah. the the generation... Like, people, yes, people are getting baptised, but practising Christians is at an all-time low, uh, you know, and, and that's because um, we're learning how much we don't know about the world, and as we do that, I think it opens people's minds to... Well, if 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 this is what I th- thought yesterday, and this is what I've learned now, then how wrong is two thousand years ago? Sure. For example, if it doesn't adapt and change and have more of a questioning attitude to itself, I I do wonder how long, how much longer in society. Obviously, it'll be here for another hundred years or whatever, but gradually it will just fade. Especially in this form, is what I'd say. Yeah, and and, and because. Well, to you it isn't literal, but to many people it, it is. is very much literal. Or elements of it aren't to me. I imagine there are other bits that are literal. Like, I believe there probably was a, a man called Muhammad, or there was a man called Jesus. You know, these people probably existed as figures in history. But, you know, to what extent do well, I believe? The, I mean, the, what, what, and to what extent is it, by the way, important that these things literally happened? Like... The story still has the same meaning, whether Jesus literally fed th- five thousand people or didn't. Well, I, know, I wasn't to, one to, of the to, people. To, to do you some, know what I mean? To some people, though, it clearly does matter, doesn't it? It, 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 it the the idea of the magic of it, it. It's the supernatural. It's the he was the son of God, and he will rise again one day. Sure, and he will come back. And what what I learned from the people I spoke to, who had those beliefs, is. 
they'd often been through such terrible trauma earlier in their life that they needed to clutch on to the hope that this almost superhero was going to come back and save the day. Sure. And that when Armageddon comes... Jesus will be floating in the sky. And, and, and all of the people who've died will then be risen and welcomed into the new heaven sort of thing. Right. That was the... Can I, I see the guest list? Because a little bit of me is a bit like, listen... This person thought they were good at religion. I just want to check. Were they or are they going hell? Yeah. Because some of these people who were, you know, priests and stuff, some of them were assholes to me when I was a kid. And I don't mean in the sense of like this guy touched me or whatever. And though I know a couple of those priests in that school definitely did some shady shit. Like Really? Oh, almost certainly. Like those kids' eyes changed when they came out of those rooms. They should get worse than hell. Right. Yeah. But is that guy going heaven because he spread enough of the word? Do you know? What I mean? And that's where I'm sort of like, you can't argue over these you, silly you, little rules. Okay, so and these you, silly little. Are like, you at a point though now where your belief of well being an atheist yeah. has changed, or would you still class yourself because you're, you're doing an awful lot of mental exploring here? Yeah. No. I. I Soul searching. Oh, some would call it. To be but, <laughs> well, finding myself no, and Asia. Am I? Uh, uh, yeah. Are you what? I'm not insinuating anything. No. I do feel like there's a shift, though, you know? Um, no, if I'm honest from my heart, I'm still an atheist. You still think that's it? I still think that's it. But I don't. But what I do believe is there's more weight and more importance in religion than I gave it in the past. And as someone who was atheist and is atheist, I was more dismissive than I should have been of the key messages. Mm. And for me, I think the key messages are not is Jesus real or not? What it taught me to do was to accept an idea in my heart or in my mind, and then I would begin to work that idea through, and I'd see the benefits of keeping that idea at the front of my head, even though the idea I understood was not the end goal. So the fasting for me is not the end goal. It's what the benefits of fasting. And I describe religion in my mind, I'm not saying everyone has to see it like this, in the same way. God is not the end goal. Jesus is not the end goal. Muhammad as a prophet is not the end goal. It's what those, it's what believing in those people and what believing in those ideas does to your life that makes your life better. So debating whether those people are real or not is a bit of a fool's game. For you. Is is not the game I want to get into anymore. uh, For you, I get that. Um, But for other people... The end goal... The end goal and end all. Is heaven. Yeah. Yeah, that's the goal. But I still believe... And I think a lot of people, rather than taking a deeper meaning out of it, which I think you actually have... I'm trying. I don't know if I've got that. No, but to me, it's a little bit more on the Gervais line of just be nice to people because the reward is being nice. Right. And that's very similar to what I just said, uh, basically. Exactly. But a lot of arseholes kind of don't really want to be nice, but they'll try and be nice for the sake of, I want to get into heaven. Right. And I get why at some point, 2000 years ago, someone may or may not have concocted a story where they thought, we need to give these motherfuckers a reason not to chop each other's heads off. Yes. We'll call it heaven. Yeah. And because not a lot of morals going out there in- Yeah. uh, The morality short out here in what is essentially the wild west of 2000 years ago. We need to teach them, uh, you know, something. And maybe someone smart came up with that. I'm not suggesting that it's all down to that, but the 10 commandments, for example, you know, you don't need them these days. We've got the law. Do you know what I mean? But, but back they're also then, a bloody good 
start point. Yeah, it's not, it's not bad. Yeah. It's not bad. It's not bad. Don't kill your neighbours. Also, don't look at their bloody wives. Do you know what I mean? Don't even look at them. Don't even look at them. Should have said, you can look in brackets, but don't touch. Yeah, exactly. But they, um, I, they, they wouldn't have put that on the stone because he was in... Yeah, there was actually a second one, chit, chit, but he chit. dropped it on the way and he He's went... like, what, in brackets? Yeah. Fuck that, man. I've got another number <laughs> yeah. four. So, What's brackets got? And he went, I'll explain that next chapter. Obviously, we, we spoke about your grandmother earlier. Mm. And um, are, are you... So do you have a dream about her? Yeah, do you know who does? And my dad dreams of her a lot, but I do as well. Makes sense. And my dad had, my dad and I weirdly had similar dreams that we believe that my son, there was a dream where my son was talking to her. Okay. And that was like mind blowing yeah. in my head. Do you know what I mean? Like, but she felt so real. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. In that dream, you go, wow. It's because I dream there. about my mother a right. lot, almost every day, right? right? A lot. And that's where my brain goes. You know, you just wonder, don't you? You wonder, is what that is was that a dream? Why is it? Ha- why does it happen so often? And a lot of people could rationalise it and go, "She's at the forefront of your mind." Yeah, you know? yeah. But but not not always. Some days I'll go to my mind with a blank canvas. You mm. go to bed with a blank canvas in my head, and it just happens. You know mm. what I mean? And it happens so often, and it's so real, and um, and it does make you wonder, doesn't it? Like, you know, they talk about the dream world, and and, and I've heard people you know, who I respect talk about that of like, you know, there's dreams are complex and there's a lot Extremely. going on there. Um, and I just wondered if maybe if you'd thought because of her showing up in your dreams, maybe there's more to it. Maybe there's Did that make you question that, you know, when you see your mum in your dreams that, but it, it, how it, much it, do you it want it to be true? And how much do you think it is? Like, I, how much I, is it a comforting thought mm. and how much is it a reality? Well, I'm not going to act like it wouldn't give me comfort if someone turned around and went, actually, no, uh, heaven is real. Yeah, of course. You're going to say I wonder. But I don't need that to get through the days. Yeah. I'm not a religious person. Like, I get why some people I've met fucking need religion. You know, when they go, yeah, I need Jesus. Like, some people do need Jesus just to get through. The- There's some people out there, and I'm thinking of, like, little old ladies who've lost their husband who just need to hold on for that idea. I'm not that kind of person. I'm obviously in a preferred scenario, you get to see all your loved ones one day. I get that. But I don't need that to get through the day. The love that I've shared with my my mother is enough for me to last me the rest of my life and know Mm. that whether or not I will or I won't, that special relationship to me is still there. Whether she's here or not, the love is still there. It's not right. gone anywhere. Things haven't changed. Yeah. She she may not be here to have a conversation, but that doesn't change. I don't I don't not feel her love and not feel my love because she isn't here. Exactly. To me, it's still very much in the in the room. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's it's interesting to 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 put it like that. And I, I just thought I wonder if he has dreams as well because to, did, yeah. it's when you have those dreams that my brain goes. Oh, it was interesting. Mm. And, and uh, you know, obviously I never come to any conclusion because there's just no hard uh, physical evidence that is what, what humans rely on. But also, like, you know, I can't see Wi-Fi right now. It doesn't mean the internet's not fucking getting broadcasted in this room right now. So I, I, that's where my brain goes to, a, like, an open-minded place where I'm like, hey, you know, I'm, I may, I may we, we may see our loved ones again one day. We may not. I'd, but I think where you're at with religion and that, you know, you can take elements of it to enhance your life and to be a good person and to be a bit more open-minded, not, you know, shoot people down. No, 
in a yeah, yeah. no, no you know, uh, shots fired in an open-minded know? way um is a, is a healthy thing uh to come to to just help you get on with the days it uh, but also to help like understand my own wife do you know what i mean and to understand her family and, and, and people that, that's son, what i'm you know? that's what i'm suggesting yeah, yeah. I, I, what i mean is not in a selfish way no, I, I get that I, yeah. I think some people sort of need to hold on to certain beliefs just for them throw on sanity sometimes it's the same in all walks of life like it's the same in podcasting the second that someone does a podcast because they're doing it for the brand deal the whole soul drains out of it the yeah. second that someone you can tell well, when someone's you know, making youtube people need to groom themselves Lawrence. i get that yeah and and that's a great side <clears throat> benefit um or they need to access the internet in other parts of the world who knows <sighs> but it, there is a big issue with you can tell when someone's doing something for the money or when they're not doing it with thanks for covering us depending on exactly it depends on which <laughs> um but then there are people who are always going to question that and i think you ultimately like lose your audience you know yeah. you lose your congregation essentially there's all these different people who come online on youtube to try and find little answers every now and again and go through their same question there's probably people who are 18 who are watching this who are reading similar books to what I was reading when I was 18 yeah. and thinking similar things. Put the books down, things. do you know what I mean? I think we'll sack this off. Um, sack this off? Yeah, we'll c- cut this. Can that. Can we, can, we, can we cut the bit of him crying like a little baby and me crying? We edit that out? No, if anything, that's, that's what we put in the thumbnail, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, this has been another episode uh, of a podcast we haven't yet given a, a real title to. Um, but it's it's just us two hanging out. Just to cover the news, to cover like you know just Whatever. general stuff. Sometimes you just have a catch up in it. Basically, you guys love it when we sit down and talk. So we wanted to save the guests for the podcast. The podcast, and this is more. We need a look. We need a title for it. Yeah, Brian and Lawrence, and Lawrence crying is not a new series. I don't is know. It? Someone suggested deep dives. I did like that. Or uh, there was another one within their three title suggestions. I did think Deep Dives was a good one. There was another one. Maybe we'll go through the titles together. We'll be back soon. Don't forget, uh, stay tuned for all of your good content on uh, our Twitch channel, YouTube channel. We're going to be interviewing people. If you've got any guests that you'd like us to interview, let us fucking know. I'd like to see the people about the, uh, you know, the old worlds and stuff that you're talking about on the podcast. That would be cool. Yeah. That would be really yeah, okay, cool if okay. we could do that. I'll, I'll get in. Uh, but for now, big love to Lars. Check out his channels. I'm going to put them oh, in yeah, the description. Yeah. Two channels he's got now. Yeah, two. two. Yeah. Went from one to two. Unbelievable. And uh, don't forget to hit that like button. Say subscribe. Thanks for watching. And we'll see you later.